Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me for episode number two of the NHL regular season. This is for Wednesday, October the 11th. will be Nick Martin and Tim Kalinowski. And boy, what a beautiful slate of hockey games we have on Wednesday night. As always, we start with our favorite underdog. And there are some bangers to choose from on Wednesday. It's only a six-game uh, slate, but there are some absolute peaches of a pooch. Uh, Tim, we'll let you start because it's in your backyard here. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be sick to my stomach. Uh, the the Chicago <laughs> Blackhawks. That's the way to start it, baby. That's the way you yeah. start an episode. <laughs> the Chicago Blackhawks right now is showing uh in the plus two forty range. Maybe the Blackhawks get smoked by Pittsburgh, and this we only get a better number on Chicago here. Regardless, what I think this line is saying is it's giving the Bruins just a little too much credit kind of pricing them as last season's Boston Bruins, which we know they aren't. Coupled with the fact that, yes, Chicago's playing a back-to-back here, but it's the first two days of the season, okay? This ain't mid-February. And I actually, Nick Martin told me before we hit record here, that that might help the Blackhawks in terms of getting a game under your belt, getting used to that NHL speed again. So the Blackhawks, I think, could be live here. Either that or get kicked off the show. So uh, <laughs> Hawks, Hawks plus two forty range nah. might get even better. <laughs> we would we would kick you off the show if you laid minus three or five with the Bruins on <laughs> on opening night. Absolutely, uh, it's a beautiful pick, one that I gave some consideration to. But I got to go. It's a yearly tradition for me to bet the Montreal Canadiens in the op- in their opening night uh, game against the Toronto Maple Leafs is a, at a big number, and I like the Habs here. Plus 240. Nick and I talked in our season preview episode. I think the ceiling is a little bit higher for Montreal than people will expect. This is a young team. They're fast. They could just be, you know, a mosquito fleet. Very annoying uh, to deal with. A lot of speed and just be, you know, a little just hard to put away. When the goaltending situation is is what it is, I don't think it's nearly as bad as uh, as some of the other dregs of the NHL. Um, meanwhile, Toronto. I think there are some flaws defensively that the Habs could exploit. Don't know about their goaltending situation. Samsonov and Joseph Wold didn't light it up in the preseason. Uh, and I don't think any of us would rate them as, you know, top 10 starting goalies to begin with. So there's just, there's enough here for me to, to take on Toronto. Then you throw in the fact that it's opening night for, for both these teams and weird stuff tends to happen uh, in game one of 82. So the Habs, they always play the Leafs tough. I'll be on them plus 240. Nick, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you said it. They always play the Leafs tough. I feel like that is really actually a thing that this team gets up for these games and and really brings a big effort. 
the whole time Toronto's been so dominant, whatever it is, the last four years. We probably could have pulled the data on this, but it does feel like they bring a really good game. I think it was last season that you, was this not the opening night game and you picked Montreal and it, did Toronto win in overtime? In overtime. So nobody yep. won? Because I think yep. my pick was Toronto spread. So anyways, I, I agree. I think it'll be more competitive than that number suggests and definitely Montreal or pass for me in that spot. Do you have a, an underdog you like? or is it Yes, just... I do. I think I could go with the tie in this game too. I, I, I think if you can get plus 350 on the tie in Vancouver, Edmonton, that's a really reasonable look. But I like the Canucks here. Same kind of thing. Opening night. Goaltending situations, volatile. I think the Canucks are going to be a lot more competitive. I want to bet on Demco. Maybe early on, if we're going to see prices like this, I might end up on the Canucks a fair bit at the time. I just think that this is just tapping into uh, a little bit, you know, maybe it's just people are really on the oil this year, but I think they're just a little bit too much of a favorite here for opening night in Vancouver, if Vancouver's yep. actually going to be a better side. So let's see it. I hope you know this pans out it'll look dumb if not because i think it'll be probably a pretty big spot for the public to back the oil but give it to me i like it i think the canucks are going to be competitive this year i mean the headlines will write themselves in edmonton if uh if they fall (laughs) game one out of 82 that's the other thing maybe they i think they go with skinner but i i still i'm not sold on campbell actually turning it around when the season gets going so worse like i'm I'm expecting skinner but i like this price more if we lock into a campbell start that's not 150 to one that's not yeah. 150 to one. <laughs> uh, that's a a wonderful donation from from tim and i uh, to the to the poor people at the, that run the sports books on jack campbell <laughs> uh tim you know where uh nick and i stand on the leafs and habs like i said two plus 240 for montreal toronto uh, minus 298 the over under six and a half as we get into the main part of the program uh do you have any thoughts here Yep. Over, over, over. I referenced it in the Tuesday preview pod, but um, overs have been really profitable in the first five games of the season, especially in our new age NHL. High flying, little less defense. Defense takes takes a little bit to uh, settle into in terms of systems, personnel. So give me a lot of goals there in good old Toronto. Oh, I mean, Taking a Toronto under is like the hardest thing to do in the entire world. So, it, you know, it's the first week of the season. Give me an over here, over six and a half. Uh, any player props, Nick, that you like? Because I think that the Tim's kind of point here about it being back and forth. Are any names just to have circled as, as these markets pop up? You got to look for Josh Anders. Everyone's going to do it, but it's ridiculous. Versus the Leafs, he's like Gretzky every time. <laughs> so I think right. Anderson to score and shoot the puck in that one is probably my favorite. All right, we'll circle Josh Anderson there. On to uh, Ottawa and Carolina now. Uh, I think this number was pretty surprising. Uh, just gener- I know that everybody's picking the Hurricanes to win the Stanley Cup, and I guess that's why it's this high, but people are very high on Ottawa too. It's plus 170. There were some plus 180s out there earlier, uh, so maybe a little bit of early money on Ottawa. Um, Carolina minus 205, over under six. I still like the Sens here. I think that this is a team with a high ceiling. They've already profiled over the past few years as a, a squad that loves to punch up and gives teams like Carolina and Toronto and Boston all sorts of trouble. Uh, they are a, an, a young, confident group. They've got plenty of upside to, to score with the Canes. Defensively, I think that they're underrated. And goaltending, we'll see how uh, Corpusalo and Forsberg are as a tandem, but there are no red flags, at least, uh, in, with this tandem yet. We'll see if um, I stick by that you know, come November 1st. And 
Carol like Carolina is what it is. They're good. They're gonna pump a ton of rubber at the net and it's gonna come down to whether or not they can finish their chances and if they get the goaltending and I don't know. I I think that the goaltending being close to a wash here, maybe a slight edge to Carolina is uh is enough for me to to get in involved with Ottawa. Uh Nick, any thoughts? Yeah, I I big on the Sens this year. This number's kind of iffy. I still think if you want to bet the Sens make the playoffs, I just wrote on this. It's great. But the one thing that's scary in these early games, I really wish they could just have Josh Norris with Pinto situation not resolved because there're going to be some minutes where I think they get crushed. I think Grieg is going to be pretty decent but like that's still getting a little scary when you look down the lineup down the middle there it's i don't know so i wish they were gonna have josh norris for this game it sounds like they won't and that uh i think is actually pretty relevant with shane pindo's contract dispute still going on and no solution in sight but i I still think it sends or nothing and i agree i think you could say the goaltending these teams could be a wash especially i like carolina is so easy to play behind Ottawa, their their goalies all had really good numbers um, last season in terms of goals saved above expected, and if they can defend a lot better, I think that's a quietly like top ten, top eleven decor they have. So um, should control or play at a pretty good rate. I think I definitely want to buy in the Sens as we get going on the year here, and and there's still some good value on them to make the playoffs and so on. Uh, yeah, and I, th- I just think numbers like this won't will will end up being pretty rare on on, on a team like Ottawa. So I'll get in while the going's good. Uh, Tim, thoughts on Ottawa and Carolina? Yeah, it would be, it was Ottawa or pass for me. I, the number is pretty good. I just don't have the stomach for it. I, it's so hard for me to fade the Canes. They, they've burned me so many times when I try and find the right spot to fade them. So I'm not about to begin to bark up that tree quite yet this season. And you know, I like I said, Nick, I, I think that's a great bet on Ottawa to make the playoffs. This just has a little feel to me, too much trendy dog. So I, I'm just going to pass. I don't have the stones. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. One dog that likely won't be trendy are the Blackhawks on on Wednesday night. Tim already talked about how he likes the Hawks. I think that they're going to be worth a bet. And like I said, I think if we are, you know, full disclosure, we are recording this before um, Pittsburgh and and Chicago play on Tuesday night. Uh, But if if the Penguins do completely pants the, the Hawks on Tuesday, this number balloons. Uh, and I think Tim's points are valid about it being priced as a back-to-back in January or February when it's the, the first two games of the season. I don't really think there's much of a, a difference between Peter Mrazek, who's going to start against the Penguins on Tuesday, and, and Arvid Soderblom. Not a, not enough to, to scare you off, at least. Um, and we just don't know. We just have no idea how good this Bruins team is going to be. So, yeah, uh, it's it's 
this Hawks number is, is going to get to a tempting price for me. I haven't bet it yet, but uh, I'll see where we go, Nick. Yeah, I think exact same boat. I, I'm probably going to end up playing the Hawks in some fashion here. Tie no bet first periods plus 200 right now. That's pretty tempting if maybe the Bruins come out a little rusty and, and the Blackhawks kind of get locked in the night before. And uh, yeah, I agree. Maybe the Bruins are slightly overvalued getting going here. Like, Allmark's not great. I know they're still going to be pretty defensively strong, but I'm not seeing how this is a team that's just going to absolutely dominate. And they're still being pretty heavily favored in most of the futures markets. So chances are they're going to be a little overvalued coming out if they don't end up being a dominant team. So yeah, I, I think Hawks are nothing. Uh, you already gave us your pick on the Oilers and Canucks, and that was with Vancouver. Edmonton's minus 162 right now. I do think we'll we'll see that uh, they'll take most of the action uh, as uh, we get closer to puck drop, and this maybe ticks up a little bit. Canucks plus 136 right now. The over-under is 7, the only 7 on the board. Tim, uh, are you backing anything in this Western Canadian tilt? Uh, Nick had me pretty sold on Vancouver. I thought he made a pretty good argument. But I will say I'm just a little too nervous. I think um, the Oilers will be tied into a bunch of parlays on this Wednesday night slate. So that makes me feel good to be uh, leaning towards the Canucks. But Nick, maybe you can help me out here. I'm going to be looking at some sort of Bouchard shots prop, point prop, over under for this game seven. So we should see a high scoring game, a lot of chances. What do you think? Not really what that would open up, but you can provide any insight on uh, where I'm looking there. Well, points will be pretty favored. Like I, I think points <laughs> probably minus 160, minus 170. So I don't know if that'll work. And then uh, shot probably over two and a half at minus 140, something like that. I don't know. I think the lines are actually out, but I'm a little more on the fence. Like I, I guess opening night, it seems like they always get there, but I could see this being lower scoring which makes me not entirely want to bet props on it like it's got a total of seven i think if you showed that to rick talk he'd probably be pissed off so <laughs> who knows like I, I think if you're the canucks there's one way you want to play this game and and i think they're maybe actually kind of capable of doing that but who knows i mean it's an oilers game i you can't bet unders and oilers games i feel so those are all kind of just leans but yeah i, I think tie oil whatever something like that it's gonna be a great game the uh, only pick on the board for the first two nights is Colorado at Los Angeles. The Avs, minus 110. Kings, minus 110. Over, under, 6.5. I think Los Angeles is fine here as a bet at minus 110. At home, they're just so deep in terms of you know, they, they, their, their forward line. And we won't really know the depth of the Colorado Avalanche for a little while, right? Jonathan Drouin is going to be in a big spot. Ryan Johansson's going to be in a big spot. I think some of the cracks in the armor for that we saw with Colorado last season could uh, end up still being there until they kind of uh, figure out their their best mix. So I, I I'll take on Colorado with with a Los Angeles Kings team. I don't think it's too far behind them in terms of power ratings. They're at home, uh, and yeah, the goaltending for for the Kings could be uh, a little concerning, but they generally have played well defensively and, and well at five on five. So I think uh, a pick em on the Kings at home is, is fine for a bet. Anything on Colorado and LA, Nick? No, I didn't have much here. I thought this looked pretty fair. I Colorado's got a bit of a goaltending edge and their defense, of course, is still so dominant. But like you said, maybe they're losing that second line battle a little bit. Even then though, Lekin and Nachushkin, like I kind of was 
hating on Colorado a little bit in our preseason preview stuff, but that's from the scope of their favored to win the president's trophy. So I think in this spot, Pickham's pretty fair. Tim, uh, anything enticing you on uh, Colorado and LA? Yeah, I was praying we would see the Kings plus money here. We didn't. So that's what kind of, you know, I was hoping to get an undervalued Kings team because I think very highly of them. I have a Stanley Cup ticket on them, but the Avs to me strike me as that just piss and vinegar fired up to, you know, come back here, right the ship. They were, they're healthy now. I just, I don't want to bet against what I think is going to be a chip on the shoulder, Nathan McKinnon, and that permeating throughout this entire Avalanche team. As much as I like the Kings, and as much as I think that this would be an awesome playoff series that is very possible. All right, uh, we'll wrap up uh, the main board with Jets and Flames, and then we'll give out our, our best bets for Wednesday, October the 11th. Winnipeg traveling as a plus 114 underdog. Calgary at the Saddle Dome in Nick's backyard, minus 136 right now, and uh, over under six and a half. I'm taking one out of your book here, Nick. I think this game is a beautiful, beautiful bet for the three-way draw for it to go to overtime at plus 330. Two good goaltenders, two teams I think that will try to play with some structure. Um, especially, you know, I know Calgary's is you're gonna hear a lot about them being a little liberated after Daryl Sutter leaves town, but they've had it ingrained to them how to play five on five and and how to be responsible in their own zone. And I expect that Jacob Markstrom is uh much better than what we saw last year uh from from him. I think that this game just should be tight. I think these two teams are pretty close in terms of uh you know standings where they're or power ratings where they're going to end up at the end of the season uh it's hard to imagine either one just running away so i think the draw is going to be in play uh throughout all 60 minutes i like plus 330 on winnipeg and calgary uh any thoughts here nick uh, yeah i think that's very reasonable i i think the flames are appropriately priced but i agree i don't see either team running away too often if i had to pick which team finished with more points i actually like calgary here I've seen Winnipeg be a little trendy, but I think Calgary's decor is just so much deeper that that gives them such an edge. If we don't see Josh Morrissey hit the same level with the Jets this year, like that, that is not a very inspiring defensive core. We saw when he went out versus Vegas, it got a little pathetic. Some of those games, I'm not saying that was all just him. They got a little lifeless, but I'm not that sold on their back end. So I think Calgary's minus 140 is pretty fair, if not close to a play, but I do like the idea of potentially a tighter game. And then the one thing I'm watching, all the buzz here, everyone's pumped about Coronado's preseason Coronado, and what he could do. So we got to at least throw it out there that if his first, because it is, you never know what you're going to get out of these books with some of these. So keep your eye on him to score, him to get a point if the numbers happen to be quite long. I think that's definitely a play. Yeah. I mean, people in Calgary were basically burning down the city, uh, asking for this guy to play last year. It felt like uh, him and Pelletier. And I mean, hurt. All yeah. those guys, like the Caps are going to, the same, City was the same way with Phillips, and he's going to make the roster and had a hell of a preseason. So it's not like I think people were entirely wrong yeah. when they were, I mean, you'd, you'd think if you listen to the people here, they know a lot about hockey. They like to think they do. So who knows? Maybe Coronado comes in and makes a difference. Uh, Tim, Jets and Flames. Yeah, I don't like to bet against Connor Hallerbuck. So I was leaning Flames, but that is 
gives me major trepidation on that front. Nick, I want to ask you for the Flames. You kind of touched on it, but in terms of if we were to have luck rankings for NHL teams, Calgary, one of the most unlucky teams last year. Is it fair when you're handicapping the NHL to say on a year-to-year basis they could regress back to you know some good luck here this season? Because I feel like I got burned by the Flames so many times last season. 100%. They were by any man. The, the odds makers know this. Like, if you look at the prices on the Flames to bounce back this year, like, there's a lot of people I've seen being like, how is this team so favored to be this good again? They're more or less running it back, really, just counting on Huberto and Kadri to be better and that sort of thing. And, and obviously, Markstrom to be better in goal. But the main thing is, you could run back their season last year, give them 50 50 results in, in overtime, and they're fine. They're a playoff team. Like they're Winnipeg. They would have been ahead of Winnipeg by a decent margin with 500 results in three on three. So, yeah, I fully agree. They hit the most posts. They lost a million one goal games. They lost a million games, like so many games and shootouts and all that crap. And it just sucked us into betting them more and more because they just <laughs> seem like they'd always find a way. Or maybe Markstrom would make one save at the right time. And all of those things kind of combined. And you don't possibly think a team can run like that on the, all those factors again this season. So, I agree. Coming into the, the year, they definitely were one of the least lucky teams last season and that automatically means they could you know even just run with some favorable luck this year and be five six more points okay uh on to our favorite bets for wednesday october the 11th second night of the nhl season a six game slate top shelf where mama hides the cookies plenty of wonderful bets to choose from nick uh what is your favorite I got to stick with the Canucks. I, I don't want to, you know, give out too, too much here. And I think it's a good bet. It's just too long a number for a team. I want to bet on bouncing back and opening night volatility and all of that. You don't know what you're going to get. So uh, I'll go with Demko and the Canucks. I'll stick with the Sens plus 170 uh, in Carolina. Everybody and their mother thinks Carolina is going to represent the East in the Stanley Cup final. I think this Ottawa team is not going to be priced uh, at these kind of numbers very often this season even against elite competition and and for the fact that it's it's just plus 170 on the road in carolina kind of tells you that right for for opening night so this is a good sense team one that i love backing as an underdog uh for for the past few seasons and uh it's really hard to look away on a team with this high of a ceiling at this high of a number and tim you can uh, bring us home here with your favorite bet yeah, I mentioned it earlier, Habs Leafs over six and a half, but I did forget to mention that I also like the Chicago Boston over six. So me kind of giving two here for my best bets. Uh, if I go one and one, I'm going to choose the one that wins as my best bet. That's how it works uh, here. <laughs> and nobody, nobody will ever get upset at you for it. Uh, all right, that wraps up this episode of Lion Change uh, for Nick Martin and Tim Kalinowski. I'm Michael Levoff. Good luck with all your bets on Wednesday night. We will see you again on Thursday. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.